Good morning, it's Crowley here with you on a Monday as the Steelers drop to 5-8 and eight and are no longer in the hunt. Do I sound depressed? I'm depressed. I thought they would play their way back into this. And had they won the game, they'd be 6-7 and seven just a game back in the playoff race. But alas, they did not. And it's a full team loss. It's not all on the defense. It's not all on Mitch Trubisky and the turnovers. Special teams played a big role in this one. We'll unpack it here over the course of the next 40 minutes. The early morning show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84lumber.com. You want to get involved? I'm sure you do today. You can call at 412-928-9370. You ring me up, I'll put you right on the air. And always on Twitter, join the cast of dozens who follow me there at underscore Adam Crowley. Oh boy, that is a bad loss. Any way you shake it, that's a loss that shouldn't have happened for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was there for the taking and Baltimore took it. The Steelers should have won that game. You want to talk about the three turnovers for Mitch Trubisky? You should. Awful. You want to talk about the running game not being there? It wasn't. It was awful. You want to talk about the run defense? It was awful. Special teams, you give up a block kick in a game that's decided by two points. You have a 17-yard punt. Disaster abound for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and for that reason, I got to put it on coaching. Now, Mike Tomlin didn't say, hey, Mitch, throw the ball over the middle of the field and get picked off here. He didn't say, hey, Percy Harvin, Presley Harvin, excuse me, Why don't you punt the ball 17 yards? But it's his football team. And they did have eight guys in the box most of the game, and they got their asses whooped. I'm not sure it was a schematic issue, but it was a rush defense issue. I don't know that the Steelers didn't put their players on defense in a good position to succeed. They just didn't make plays. But it all falls under the head coach's purview. This is a game where the Steelers came into it as a favorite. And I know Kenny Pickett was lost. But you know what? Mitch Trubisky was brought in and was named the starting quarterback day number one. Mike Tomlin trusted Mitch Trubisky enough, this organization trusted Mitch Trubisky enough to say, hey, you know what? This guy's going to be our starting quarterback from the beginning of the season because we think that with our defense, with our running game, he can manage the game and he can win for us. Now, the Ravens trust their backup quarterback, too. But Mitch Trubisky should be able to pull out that victory. The Steelers still should have won that game. It was there. It was there multiple times. And the Steelers' defense, I'm not giving them a free pass in this game. The Steelers' defense, yes, gave up 16 points, but Baltimore's defense understood the assignment, too. Mike Tomlin talked during the offseason, if you're an elite defense, it's not about the stats. It's about the end of the day, did you make enough plays, splash plays, to win games? And when you look at the stats, they might not tell the whole story, but you'll know by looking at it what an elite defense is. He said that during training camp. Well, Baltimore's defense yesterday shut down the Steelers' running game, which had been really good the last five weeks. They forced three turnovers. They got pressure on the quarterback enough to knock one out of the game. 
Yes, the Steelers allowed 16 points. And more often than not, I will turn on the microphone and I will say, if you allow 16 points, that's good enough to win. More often than not, that's what I'll say. Because that's the business. Give up fewer than 20 points in today's NFL and you should be able to win. But Baltimore came into this game knowing that they have a quarterback that they don't really trust to throw the ball all that much. They knew they were going to run the ball, and they knew they had to play elite defense, and that was what elite defense looked like, what Baltimore did, not what Pittsburgh did. Pittsburgh gave up, this is insane to me, when Anthony Brown was in at quarterback, an eight-minute long field goal drive. Steelers were down six points. Renegade played, places going friggin' nuts. 13 plays, 57 yards, 7 minutes and 55 seconds off the clock. It's not good enough in that situation. Where were the turnovers forced by the Steelers? There's one thing Baltimore could do coming into this game. One thing. You knew what they were going to do. You knew who they were. They were going to run the football. And what'd you let them do? Run the damn ball down your throat. Can't happen. And it can't happen there in that crucial situation when you damn well know they ain't going to throw it with their third quarterback in the game. Steelers gave up 5.1 yards per rush. In the two final drives for the Steelers' defense, they didn't get stops. They gave up a six-yard run on that final drive of the game on first down, and from that point you knew Baltimore was going to be able to get their first down. You knew the Steelers weren't going to be able to stop them. You knew they weren't going to be able to get off the field. That's not elite defense. Yeah, they gave up 16. Baltimore understood the assignment. They gave up 14. They took the ball away. They knew they had to if they were going to win with Tyler Huntley, a quarterback. Or eventually with some guy whose name I keep forgetting. Anthony Brown, a quarterback. Just a full-on team loss. Because Mitch Trubisky shouldn't be throwing interceptions in the middle of the field in a red zone. Shouldn't happen. And I know that Trey Essex on Twitter and many others said there's probably a wrong route run on that play, that first interception that Mitch Trubisky threw because there were two guys in the same area of the field. Well, Mitch Trubisky after the game, he wasn't there for that. He actually said Pat Fryermuth got jammed coming off the line of scrimmage and that sort of put those guys in the same spot when they shouldn't have been there at the same time. But it wasn't because anybody did anything wrong. It was because the Ravens executed and they jammed Fryermuth. And then Trubisky didn't come off that read. He stared him down and he said he could have done a better job with his eyes. So Mitch Trubisky's got to not turn the ball over. Three times he does. The Steelers' defense needs to get off the field more than they did. Special teams is a total effing joke. A disaster. 17-yard punt and the blocked field goal. It's a full team loss in a game that you were favored in and should have been favored in regardless of who your quarterback was so long as they did not have Lamar Jackson. Disaster. 412-928-9370. You're on the early morning show. Hello. 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 We'll move on. 412-928-9370. I'm not one of these people who needs to say, oh, it's all on the offense. Oh, it's all on the defense. Oh, it's all on special teams. The problem is they weren't buttoned up in any area. And so that's why you lost the game. Offense, awful. Defense, 
not great in crucial moments. Special teams, woof. So it falls on the head coach to me because the team did not execute in any facet of the game. Hi, you're on the early morning show. Hello, this is Tim from the Tank Brigade. How you feeling today, Tim? Well, sir, I'm actually really furious with you because after our call and saying the nice things that you did, like I speak to you more than my wife, you then proceeded to betray the Tank Brigade on the live radio. The boss did not like that. We unloaded the nuclear arsenal. I called Mike <laughs> and I said, listen here, sir, Penny Pickett out of the game. Now, I didn't specify, hey, decapitate him in the first quarter, but, you know, Mike interpreted how he's going to interpret it. And then the Tank Brigade's own signing, Mitch Trubisky, did what he was brought here to do, tank. You think the Steelers are dumb enough to sign someone like that to start for the franchise for a full 17-game season? Of course not. The Tank Brigade put him in sheep's clothing and said, look, this is a shepherd for your flock, Steelers Nation. And the Steelers' ownership ate it up. Well, he's a wolf, and he is hungry for some picks. Who would you start in the next game? Uh, Mitch, because that's who's going to lead them to defeat. Look, this team was never in the hunt for anything except for a top-ten pick, and it is going to remain that way. This city has been sucking on Yinzer Kool-Aid for too long, and I am sick of the rose-colored glasses that we continue to give this team. They don't deserve the benefit of the doubt. No, you're right about that. Brigade will make them see reality. Well, and you've got to be feeling great today, Tim, and thank you for the call, as always. Uh, the Tank Brigade is back marching. You've got a backup quarterback maybe going next week against Carolina, a team that fought tooth and nail to beat MVP candidate Geno Smith on the road in one of the toughest places to play in the league in Seattle. So that game does look a little bit more challenging now, even though I don't think Carolina's any good. You look at Las Vegas, and... They're no good, but the Steelers, as we saw, they're not good either. Now, I got this tweet from J-Mac. What happened to waking up on Christmas with the Steelers being 8-7 and seven or being favored the next three games? Come back to reality, quit pumping people up because the Steelers just aren't that good. I said it the whole time, J-Mac and Tim and anybody else. I said the Steelers aren't that good. But I also still thought that they'd be better than the Ravens when the Ravens were trotting their backup quarterback out there. And you know what? That game was there for the taking. Obviously, it was there for the taking. And it comes down to not being able to execute. If Kenny Pickett plays that game, I think the Steelers win. Because I don't think he turns the ball over three times. And so, is this a good team? No. But if Kenny Pickett plays, I think they probably beat Baltimore. And then they would be favored in the next two. That's not rose-colored glasses. That's a fact. Now, not a fact that they would win with Kenny Pickett. That, I'm adding a layer of subjectivity too but had they won that game with Kenny Pickett the next two they absolutely would be favored which means in Vegas's eyes would have been more likely than not that they wake up at eight and seven I said the whole time they're not good they're just better than Carolina I said the whole time they're not good they're just better than Las Vegas and time will tell if I'm right on that but this is not a good league and this schedule is not difficult and so it was never about the Steelers actually being good I've been making a joke of the the in-the-hunt thing the entire time because you're in the hunt because the rest of the league sucks so bad that a team that's 5-7 and could be in the hunt. So don't tell me that I've been looking at this team through rose-colored glasses because I haven't been. I think I've been looking at it pragmatically. That had they won a game against a backup quarterback, 
They'd have been favored in the next two. Oh, forgive me for trying to bring some logic to the proceedings. But they weren't good enough to win yesterday. They weren't in any facet of the game. And it was a terrible loss by Mike Tomlin because they should have won the game. Anytime a third-string quarterback takes the field, you've got to beat that team. And he played for almost the entire fourth quarter. Hi, you're on the early morning show. Yeah, good morning. How you doing? Good, man. What's up? Nothing, man. Uh, just getting off work, and I'm, you know, I listen every morning to the show. And um, first of all, the dude, the tank brigade, all that stuff is garbage, and that's kind of annoying. Like that's not what Pittsburgh does. We don't tank. And as far as tanking, well, not on you purpose. Know, Excuse me. They don't tank on purpose. They might accidentally wind up doing it, but they don't do it on purpose. Well, besides, either way, I mean, tanking, that's not thats not Pittsburgh football. And I mean, I know this is a year everybody's uh, disappointed, but there's no guarantee if you tank and we get a draft pick that the draft pick is going to be good either. Sure. There's no guarantee on that. I'm just tired of people talking about we need to lose, we need to lose. Nah, that's not what we're about. So okay, you still you want the team play. to finish 9-8, and eight, right? I mean, if that's what happens, yeah. But as long as they, you know, continue to play and continue to fight, and if they don't get nine and eight, if they do end up losing the last couple games, oh well. But I'm not. I'm tired of this dude calling tongue man. Let's tank. Let's tank. And let. No, we're not doing that. That's not what we built. That's not the character that we have. Well, thanks for the call, man. If you want to call up and vent the way my man just did, you can. And 412-928-9370. People active on Twitter today, at underscore Adam Crowley as well. Chad says, I'd give my left nut to put an end to this Mitch Trubisky experiment. Give Mason a shot. I'm with you. Let's get into that a little bit more coming up next. Your calls as well. It's the early morning show. 93.7 The Fan. It's the early morning show. 93.7 The Fan. Steelers lose to the Ravens, playoff hopes dashed, in the hunt no longer, except on NBC's graphic. That just tells you the state of the NFL, that at 5-8, and eight, they'll still put you on there. Because I guess there's a chance. There's no chance. They needed to win yesterday, and they blew it. Let's go to Danny. Hey, man, you're on the early morning show. Hey, what's up, man? You tell me, buddy. Hey, uh, hey I just... You know what, pal? I should have seen it coming, too, because Atlanta, and I talked about this, I think, a little bit on Friday. Atlanta only ran the ball six times in the first half against the Steelers, and then they rushed for damn near 140 yards in the second half when they actually tried to run. And then, of course, you're playing the Ravens, a team that the only thing they're going to do with Lamar or without Lamar is going to run. So you knew it was going to happen. It's not like they didn't have eight guys in the box. They did, but they still couldn't stop the run, which is just, it's no good. You give up 16 points, you should win. I'll acknowledge that. But Baltimore's defense, they understood the assignment. They took it away three times. They only gave up 14 points. That, to me, was what elite defense looks like. Baltimore was able to make the plays when they needed to. The Steelers weren't. And thank you for the call. 412-928-9370. Hey, you're on the early morning show. Good morning, Adam. Hey, question for you. Um, Two things. Uh, For the Pittsburgh Steelers going forward next year, for offensive tackles left or right, is there anybody good coming out of free agency or in the draft? And don't have to hear that later because Friday you probably pick up uh, Paul Zeiss show again because he's been not working and you got to pick up his slack. 
Anyhow. Oh, no, he's – and thank you for the call. Here's the deal with Paul. Paul's got a new full-time job. I mean, Paul works on the AM every single day doing a four-hour show. So he's actually volu- – not volunteered. He gets paid for it, but he actually said he didn't have to do the night shows over here. He still does one at least two, three times a week. So it's not Paul not wanting to work. It's just he doesn't want to die from overwork. And they don't want to overwork him. So Paul's actually working as much, if not more, than anybody else. Uh, I like doing the Friday show. I think we're going to keep doing that. Uh, I'm dead by like 9 o'clock, but I think sometimes that makes for some silliness. Anyway, just wanted to get that out there. Make sure everyone understands what's going on with Mr. Zeiss. And he does black and gold game day with me and Doran Dickerson every Sunday before the Steelers lose. Excuse me, before the Steelers games. How about the guy who said he'd give his left nut to put an end to the Mitch Trubisky experiment? I don't think you got to do that, Chad. You can hang on to your testicle, buddy. I wouldn't give up my testicle for anything, certainly not football-related. I think that's probably what's going to happen. I think Mason Rudolph's going to start on Sunday. Just, just, I have an inkling, if Kenny Pickett is not cleared to go. And this is his second concussion now in his rookie season. That's something, you got to pay big-time attention to that. Kenny Pickett, two concussions already this year. Already. Guys played, what, eight games, nine games, nine games? No good. But it does make you wonder, did they get the right guy from the start, Mitch Trubisky? I've said it a million times over now. I wish that Kenny Pickett would have started the season. But now you have to wonder, with the results that we've seen from Trubisky, did they Aaron even sign that guy in the first place? Hey, you're on the early morning show. Hey, good morning. Um, just real quick, um, that game to me looked like, it looked like a Tomlin special to me. It looked like one of the games they play against bad teams that Tomlin seems to lose every year. I don't know if you noticed at the end of the first half, whenever they were, uh, they, he, I, I thought he butchered the timeout situation where they used the timeout after the two-minute warning. They stopped, they, they stopped Baltimore to a three and out, mm-hmm. and instead of having a minute forty-seven left, they had about fifty seconds. And I, I just, I thought that, I thought that was just as well, like I said. So I understand where you're coming from on that, and thank you for the call, buddy. Really appreciate it. That's all a feel thing, and that's based on the quarterback. So if Mitch Trubisky would rather have a minute 47 and fewer timeouts, then that's what you do. If Mitch Trubisky would rather there be 55 seconds and three timeouts, then that's what you do. I mean, I think you're splitting hairs there. I understand why people would be against what I'm saying. If Mitch Trubisky wants the three timeouts that he can use the middle of the field, (laughs) then, okay, that's what you do. But what a disaster. When when he threw the first red zone interception, I knew the game was done. That sounds stupid. I put it out there on Twitter and people killed me for it. But in a game that comes down to the margins, which these games often do, and we're seeing more one-score games now through this point in the season than at any other point in NFL history, when the game's going to come down to stuff like that or going to come down to the wire like that, you throw one red zone interception, you're going to lose. You throw two, you're definitely done. Full team loss, though. You name a guy, he was responsible for the loss yesterday. There is one thing, though, that I think the Steelers and Kenny Pickett can learn from this game. I'll tell you what that is next. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan. That loss sucked. It's the Ravens. Losing to them anytime blows. But the way it went down sucked the soul out of you. Because 
They had chance after chance after chance in this game, did the Steelers. And they never made any plays. The Ravens made plays. The Ravens' defense made plays. Steelers' defense didn't make enough plays. Mitch Trubisky in the red zone, he let them make plays. I mean, you got to give them credit for what they did, but you also got to crush Mitch Trubisky for being a fifth-year NFL quarterback, not using his eyes, and locking in on receivers in the red zone. There is one thing I think Kenny Pickett can learn from this game. We'll get to that in one moment. First fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet for a great deal on a new or pre-owned vehicle and great service. You'll find it at Sun Chevrolet. Cloudy, highs near 40 today. And maybe Mitch Trubisky needs to learn this from himself, too, if he is the guy moving forward, as Mike Sullivan would say. But he hit George Pickens on that deep play, hit him a couple of times, contested catches were made by George Pickens. Can we effing use this guy more? And by we, I mean the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm getting all hot and bothered here. George Pickens is a stud. That should have been a touchdown, first of all. The first deep ball to George Pickens. He underthrew it. Now, hey, give your guy a chance. You don't want to overthrow him. Whatever. The play was made. Good. That's how the Steelers were able to move the ball against Baltimore. Largely was those big plays. And George Pickens made another contested catch on the sideline where his hands are so strong. He grips the ball with both mitts and holds it out there. And they're trying to whack it free. And you can't because the guy's a freak. And so George Pickens has those two huge plays along a 42, three catches. He was only targeted three times. So in one respect, Kenny Pickett can learn, listen, I can go up to that guy even if he's covered, and I should go to that guy even when he's covered a couple times a game because big plays are waiting. You give that guy a chance to make a play like A.J. Brown, like the Eagles do with him. George Pickens ain't that guy yet. He might never be that guy, but he's their version of that guy. But then later on in the game, there was no attempt to get George Pickens the ball. Now, maybe Baltimore was trying to take him away. I'd have to look at the all 22. But that's a guy who you need to try to get the ball to. And not just on those deep plays. Colin's been calling this, calling for this for a while, and he's dead-ass right about it. How about in the red zone? If you're going to throw jump balls to George Pickens that wind up being big plays, 42-yard plays, instead of inviting all that traffic into the middle of the field like Mitch Trubisky did on two of his picks, how about in the red zone you put the ball up to your guy who is going to win those battles? Like, I don't think there's much of a risk of a turnover either if you're throwing the ball up to George Pickens. I think, at the very least, there's a fight for the ball, and it's falling to the turf. So give your guy a chance. And there's also this. Why not just try it, right? You haven't been successful in the red zone all season long, regardless of quarterback. Give that guy an opportunity. The field shrinks, but... He's taller and can out-jump people. I just don't understand. I don't understand why he wasn't part of the offense as the game wore on. If he had been, maybe things are different. If he's a target in the red zone, instead of going over the middle of the field, maybe things are different. Maybe the Steelers are still in the hunt. But that's one thing Kenny can learn, either from 
watching what Mitch did early going down the field to George Pickens or seeing what didn't happen by not going to George Pickens later on in the game. Up next, Fan Morning Show pre-show.